Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into another episode of the Prime Time Titans. Yes, that was emphatic and energetic, and probably the most energy and excitement you're going to get this whole podcast. Uh, the boys are, I would say, morale is a little bit low coming out of the bye week. We are getting some guys healthy. We are three and two, should be four and one. Randy Bullock missing a 48 yard field goal uh, makes us three and two. But for whatever reason, well, there are multiple reasons. The Titans fans are not that excited about where we are as a team, where we're heading. We do have a big game against the Colts. The second game against the Colts, it's at home in Nissan Stadium. We preview that game. We preview some exciting news about a new stadium that the Titans are getting uh, in hopefully 2026. Um, So enjoy it. And without further ado, in honor of the Vols, welcome in Alabama. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps a rolling. All right, here we go. Primetime Titans. Uh, it's JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. And we are back, the three of us. We're going to talk about the Colts. And honestly, this game is Mongo. This game is massive. It's I, it's massive game, division game, second Colts game, obviously. Basically just, you know, if anything, that's it. You know that that's it. That's all we got to talk. About. It's just massive. It's a quiet. And that's the end game. of the podcast. Like, I, feel like, I feel like because we were on the bye week. Sorry, it kind of snuck <laughs> up on us. You know. Good try, Pettit. Yeah. Good try. Massive game. We're done. <laughs> that's it. Great podcast. Great, See y'all later. Uh, massive game. We're done. Go balls. <laughs> yep. Go balls. Yeah. Wait, Robert. Can I get your thoughts on that? Oh my gosh. Are you absolutely? Are you a Vols oh, fan now? I ran like, into your sister yesterday, and she said Robert is officially. UT's number two on his list. Oh yeah, definitely. Whoa, so whoa, whoa. W- were they never number two? Who was I, number two? I don't two? know what the official rankings were before <laughs> the game, but I do know this: as a as an Auburn fan, two. I was obviously excited to go cheer against Alabama, and yes. I always root for the you know the in-state home state Vols. You got you it's your hey, happy it's your wife, damn birthright, boy. Happy wife, happy life. That's right. I married into the family. My father-in-law played baseball for the Vols, so it's your damn birthright. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, born in Tennessee, didn't go to an SEC school. So, cheering for the Vols, there's something, there's something special about it. I learned inherently correct about it. (laughs) I learned this weekend, and so, so going with my cousin and my aunt and uncle, and uh, my wife, my father-in-law, we got to go on the field before the game, and I just got to say, I was so happy for the Tennessee Vols diehard fan base, like watching. The Vols exercised those demons for 20 years into a win, into that magnitude. I mean, I was cheering as loud as I possibly could. I've been hoarse for the last four days. I was yelling so so hard. Yeah, how loud did you – could you like? Could you feel it being that oh, loud? Oh, I could feel it, and feel I it was in all plums. orange. I was giving high fives to everybody around me the whole day, and we stormed the field. I got to high-five Coach Heupel. Nice. Wow. Um, had some victory cigars. I mean, I was. Have you washed your hand? I have washed my hand. <laughs> um, Idiot. 
but it was magical. And uh, yeah, I gotta say, I'm I'm excited to cheer for the Vols the rest of the the rest of the way. I saw uh, a a tweet or something where some lady was picking up grass from the end zone and put it on eBay, <laughs> and it was selling. <laughs> yeah, wow. she. There's a picture of her bending over and grabbing <laughs> it, and it's hilarious. Um, it's yeah, funny. it was. I mean, truly one of the greatest experiences of my life. It probably will be the best game we ever see in person. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know the next time I'll storm the field at Neyland. If SEC ever. SEC championship. Yeah. But I just mean in terms of a great football game, too. National championship? Either I one. mean, I'm, Either I can't, they don't, can't let, you, they don't let you storm the field. A on a national championship. Ah, Did y'all hear the last? Did beat Georgia? The last time. Sorry, I'm just naming In these. Athens? <laughs> the last time a Bama road loss did not result in the field being stormed was like 2005 against LSU. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> I wore my uh I wore my full-on all-out orange jumpsuit to my small group the other night because there are some Bama fans there. And I did not apologize. Good. Um but yeah, so there's our there's our uh I, I wanted to hear Rob Robert's take on on the Vols game. Um but as we mentioned last episode, this isn't primetime balls. It's primetime Titans. But also, thank the the scheduling gods that the Vols Bama game fell on our bye week. That's true. So Very true. We could we could take a little pause from uh-huh. our NFL fandom and go switch it to the to college full players full and coaches are taking a week football. off. Why can't we? That's right. <laughs> you know. That's right. <laughs> and you know, something about this Titans team doesn't quite, you know, get you going like this this Vols team does. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> yep. This is gonna be a long Titans season, ladies Very and gentlemen. Long. It already has been long. It is gonna be a grind. We're not that good. We need hypo calling plays for the, for we, the Titans. <laughs> seriously. We're not that exciting. We don't have that much hope. But by uh, God, I mean, we are going to be here every single week and watching every single game because that's the kind of fans we are because we believe that one day there's going to be some electricity in Nissan Stadium or the new $2 million dome, $2 billion dome. Yeah, I was about dome. to say $2 million. That's, that's $2.2 billion dome. There's going to be electricity in the air one day in that stadium maybe. Maybe. Just like there was in Knoxville this weekend. It's Yeah. It, it, that's something to look forward to for sure, and that was some big news. Um so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, well, what did the press speak- release say exactly, JG? Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Or renegotiated it. Good for him, hey, John Kepper. That that deserves a re-election. I probably won't have no clue when we vote for the mayor. No idea. But uh, yeah. you put that in the ballot. You bring in Nashville FC and the Titans Dome. Hey, Nashville Ke- SC. So Nashville SC. Sorry, thank you. They count me are- in. Building in. the, I, I guess the new stadium will be in the parking lot. Yeah. of Nissan Stadium, right there next to. What did the, they say uh, should be done by like twenty twenty six? They actually did not give a year. But I'll, I'll have heard, I've heard twenty twenty six before. Yeah, like in other, in other press releases, but in this particular one, they didn't give a a year. Um, and I, be I believe they're planning on developing. All of that by the river up there, and adding bars and restaurants and hotels. So, and once they tear down Nissan Stadium, all that will be developed and trying to add a whole new area of Nashville. And then, I think they really want it to stem off into East Nashville to kind of help boost 
that area too. Like where Oracle's going, right? Yeah. yeah. And Oracle Oracle's building a pedestrian bridge. Yeah. Actually. So they're That's trying to sweet. they're trying to do better on connecting uh, you know, the east side, even though it's north, but northeast yeah. Nashville and basically trying to bring more accessibility there. Yeah, that's going to be a fun little area right there in the river in the next five to ten years when all these projects get done because I think Carl Icahn just sold his – he's had that junkyard on the river for years and years. They finally got him to sell it. Wow. Really? Yeah. So I think they're going to hopefully clean that area up. So I've always thought Nashville has so much opportunity along the river and we just never capitalized on it. You know what that makes me think of? What? A junkyard, a pile of trash. The Colts? The Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> it makes me think of the Indianapolis Colts. And Matt Ryan's. And Matt Ryan. Old burning butt. Well, I will say he did do pretty well against the Jags last week. It's the Jags. He has, I think he is passing the most. He has the most. Well, I think Herbert passed him this past week. Matt Ryan had like the most pass attempts. Well, he's looked. Herbert's game. He looked worse than Carson Wentz in the beginning of the season. In the game that we played. Just like in all the Colts games that they've played in this, you know, to start the year. Yeah. I, I think he was worse than Wentz for them. But maybe he's going to get better. I mean, so, he clearly did against the Jags last week. Okay, so when we do – when we think about the second Colts game, for both of y'all, what do y'all kind of just go to for, I guess, just keys or things we got to look out for? It's the second Colts game. It's going to be a massive game. Like, what do we what do we have to do against this Colts? What are you worried about, I guess? I I would say, number one, Vrabel coming off a bye is a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't know the record off the top of my head, but last year it was like 10-1 and one with extra days to prepare. Yeah. Um, I, I need to look up what the, what the record is to date, but he is so good when he has extra time to prepare and he has game film. He's not so great in season openers when you're like, oh, he has a whole year to prepare. <laughs> but he doesn't have the game film of those teams – I guess. Anyway, I uh, man, it's just no matter how you slice it, we're not going to blow the Colts out. They're not going to blow us out. It's going to be kind of a grinded out game. We're going to have to maybe get a couple of turnovers and I don't know when, like in the last <laughs> eight minutes of the game. Like I, you know what I mean. Like I don't yeah. know. There's no really analysis to describe the fact that it's just going to be. Not fun. Kind of boring. Grind it out win. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm i honestly, what am I not worried about? I'm just thinking about it. And <laughs> the yeah, Colts are You the said exact... you didn't feel good about it against the Commanders, right? Yeah. Or I, we, we were talking about the Commanders episode, and you were saying you don't feel good. That was earlier in the I don't, week. I don't do feel, you still very feel good that about way? this game, personally. Yeah. I do love that. You know, I kind of forgot that Rabel is so good with the extra days to prepare. And that is true. He is very good at it. But I also, the Colts are the exact opposite of the Titans. Absolutely trash in the first half. And then they're actually good in the second half. Where we're the opposite. We're yeah, we actually against, good in the first half. And we saw we in our game. Dog poop in the second half. <laughs> and so, I mean, again, we said it on the last pod. I mean, what? We're 17. We've been outscored 17-0 to zero in the fourth quarter this season. We haven't scored in the fourth quarter once. And not, we've scored twice in the second half of this season. So it's like, okay. I just, unless that changes, I just, it's hard to imagine a win with the Colts being a little bit better than last time we played them. They're going to be a little bit more healthy than last time we played them. Uh, I don't know. There's just a couple things where I'm like, I, there's no game this season where I look at our schedule where I'm like, I feel comfortable beating this team. 
Even the Texans. Even the Texans, I'm like, any team can beat us. Agreed, 100%. And, you know, we got to get healthy. That's part of it. Hopefully we got some guys healthy at the bye week. I know our injury report list is, is has, you know, it's it's probably the shortest it's, bit. it's been in two years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you take the, the – 2020. You take the guys who are on IR, obviously, Lawan, Harold Landry, Traylon Burks. You take those guys Ola off. Ola Danny. Ola Danny. Elijah Molden. He's on IR still? Mm-hmm. Golly, we need him back Racing badly. Okay, so that that list is pretty long, but the, <laughs> of the of the guys who are not on IR, you know, we only have a couple, handful of guys. Yeah. Um, the the most notable guy that hasn't practiced this week is Zach Cunningham, with his wrist or elbow, 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 yeah, elbow. elbow, yeah. elbow. And then uh, Pettit, your favorite, Dylan Cole, might get some playing time again this week. Oh, Monty Rice will be back. That's actually gonna be huge. Monty Rice should be, be back, and then. Bud Dupree and Imani Hooker, Hooker looking like Hooker's they're coming back, back too. So. Yeah, Imani Hooker cleared concussion protocol. Which they are difference makers, so that gives me a little bit more hope yep. for this game because but I mean, golly, Zach, we still have yeah. Terrence Mitchell and Caleb Farley going back and forth. Like they might be combined for for one of the worst second number two corners in the NFL, <laughs> like yeah, that position. Yeah, they're not great. But even worse than that is Kalu at safety. That's which, true. Uh, we did pick up. Josh we picked up a, a practice squad guy, and ever since uh, Kalu, trying to shift him out, and because Andrew Adams guy is not bad. Rabel said that the guy we picked up was another gunner. Oh, for well, team. Andrew Adams should get all the snaps for safety over Kalu. Kalu had well, Monty Hooker should be back, so I mean, should uh, be good there. Yeah. Kalu's blocked kick against the Chiefs was the highlight of his career. And it was a, it was it was, it was amazing. That was amazing. It but was he's awesome. done nothing since then. Yeah. So, I think the theme of the last few games, uh, one of the themes for our defense, has we've been we've given up crazy games to the random receiver that you Gosh. hadn't heard about. Yep. In the Matt number Collins. two, literally in the number two, whoever the number two corner is guarding is who they target. Yeah. Matt Collins, Alec Pierce. And then Deami Brown. Yep. So, what, like, who I, I like is that think, this game? It's going to be, I think, Alec Pierce again. You think he's it's Alec a, Pierce again? Yeah. I mean, I, he's a rookie from Cincinnati, and he's he's very good, and he was good in the draft process. And Second-round pick? Yeah. he's. I think he's about to have a field day on our number two corner. I'm hoping Imani Hooker is going to be a difference maker in that area, though. Also, Monty Rice – Again, not like a exceptional player, but man, coming in for Joe Schobert or whatever his name is, is going to be a difference maker too. And Dylan Cole. And Dylan Cole. There's just not having those guys. Again, they probably will get snaps. Those guys, they'll get you know twenty percent of snaps or whatever that looks and Schobert's like. And Schobert's been man, doing okay. Not pretty against good. The commanders. <laughs> yeah, he had a bad game against Commanders. Horrible game. Him and Kalu were and Dylan Radins were so bad. Dylan Cole gets juked in the open field every single time he's one-on-one for a tackle. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? Probably, but I'm not getting paid to <laughs> play football. I know. But the I point is to ask that question. <laughs> the point is those guys were getting, you know, 60% of snaps in the last 2 weeks and now it seems like they might be cut down to like 20% of snaps, which is a big difference yeah, in just having is. somebody not get on the field to just barely being on the field now. Yeah. So that gives me a little bit of hope and then hopefully I think Nate Davis was uh, limited yesterday and on Wednesday. Hopefully, he's so back. getting Dylan Radins off the field would be awesome too. He had a pretty he had some good film against the Commanders. He had some good plays. His overall grade was not great. I know, but he had some he had some plays where he 
Pettit's grinning. He actually like one on one against Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. There's there's just some there's like four or five there's clips on, on Twitter of him doing really well against a very good I saw I very saw, good players. I saw talk of maybe putting uh Petit Friere on the left, taking out Dennis Daly because he's been really bad, and then putting Dylan Randons at right tackle. Oh, interesting. Because maybe they th- – th- there was just talk, again, this is not from the coaches, but this is from, like, speculation of, like, Titans writers that are just like, maybe maybe Dylan Raidens would be a little bit better right tackle than right guard. Because that's where he's naturally – that is his position in college and stuff like that. Yeah, but usually you don't see guys go from the interior – Usually it seems, it's, it's it seems unlikely, but if you're getting Nate Davis back, the whole thought is like, how do we get Dennis Daly off the field? So basically, we ha- we think Dylan Raiden's at right tackle is better than Dennis Daly at left tackle. That's the thought. I mean, it's it's probably worth a shot <laughs> at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the left side. I don't know if you know, but Dennis Daly and Aaron Brewer on the left side. Oh were, yeah, were Aaron, really, yeah. really, really, really bad. Amber gets commanders. thrown out the club pretty much every time it's a bull rush and the guys, you know. Uh, I mean, I've said this since the season opener, how bad our O-line was going to be. And now it's like, it, it's almost yeah, worse I don't think than I, realized, I thought. Yeah. I don't think I realized in the offseason how bad. Ben Jones is our be. only good offensive lineman right now. And they're, only a, one. they're a little bit better at run blocking than and they Petit are pass Frere, blocking. Good. Pettit has a theory on their run blocking. What? I think they get better grades because Derek is making the most of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's probably true. Okay, so we've, we're kind of talking about the offense. So, what do we think the offense has to do? I mean, we we have to get some sort of pass game know, going. Man. I just without Traylon right? Burks out there, it's so like, you know, what's crazy. Here's a great way to put it. I'm more excited this week about our new stadium in five years than I am about watching this football game. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's where I am right now. <laughs> and maybe it's because we had a bye week and we're kind of like haven't seen the team you're, play. You're, you're uh, still off this high of the balls, and you just you can't, yeah you can't yeah. stop thinking about the balls. I'm just like, Are you more excited for the Titans-Colts game or the UT versus UT Martin game? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the Titans-Colts game because I won't be watching the UT, UT Martin game. The heck? I thought uh, you said you are a fan now. Yeah, I'll, I'll tune into the big games. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Do, but do you see what I'm – you guys get what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to watch every yeah. second of the game, but I'm also just kind of like, all right, here we go again. I think it's one of those things where you just – I just don't – I don't feel great about it. Yeah, and I'm I'm scared. I'm like, think I'm just thinking about what it's going to look like if we end up three and three, and the Colts are three three and one or four two and one, and they've just beaten us in the like yeah another bolster to their division record, and we go one and one in the division, and I lose one of my snake draft games, <laughs> and that's what he's most worried about. Yeah, and so it's just it's one of those things. Like I, I don't know about y'all, and I was going to ask this question: Do you think for us to win the game, we have to jump out to a quick lead? Man, well, I mean, I don't know. You, based on the past, yes, because we're yeah, not going to score in the year, second yes. half. Yeah, we're not going to score anything in the second but half. But in re, re, like being realistic, that should not be the case. That's pathetic if that's the case. Yeah, you know what I mean. I see. You're saying. We us, shouldn't have the to only score shot 50 points have. in the first yeah. half to win a game. Like, you know what I mean? We should yeah. be able to score in the second half and or at least keep possession of the ball long enough so that they don't have it every – I mean, I would also be curious to look at time of possession in the second half too also. Yeah. Because I bet it is just so lopsided that it's painful. Morale is pretty low. And maybe, morale, is, maybe, morale is unnecessarily low. <laughs> <laughs> but it is low. 
That but is true. Like I was is, about to say, I don't know how we score. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Derrick Henry is our offense. It's our this, team right no, now. No, this is He's how we're going to score. It's going to be – I'm doing a little thing with my Doncho Hilliard, Derrick Henry. <laughs> you can't Hilliard, see it. Hilliard might be our most exciting I mean, Derek. Like, explosive player on the offense this week. I mean, other than Derrick. Yeah, but – I don't know why. I just feel like with our O line, Derek's so limited. Like he's not limited, but he's going to get his like ninety-five yards and maybe a couple touchdowns. But have we seen Derek <laughs> pop such off a for like a sixty-yard like explosive touchdown yet? No, that we hadn't had a long one yet. No, I don't know. You you made a good point. Morale is low, and it is unnecessarily low, and I'm not so sure why. It's just like I'm just. Well, not. we haven't. I think it's we, no, I think it's we are no one of those game. Well, we're also. Yeah, I mean, no statistically, game, no we we're talking about to protect Tannehill. Statistically, we are one of the worst teams in the league, besides some key metrics like being the best team on third down defensively, best red zone, and the best red zone. So those are the only thing that are keeping us. Yeah, that are even keeping us in games, yeah. let alone winning. So like, if the other statistics are bottom yeah. of the barrel, offensive passing game. I think rushing yards are pretty good, but then it's just like it's like all these things where it's like we're garbage. Our margin for error is so small. Like we can't make mistakes yeah. and win football games. Yeah, we, we're, we have to play perfect games. We have to play perfect fundamentals. They're like the exact definition of, of a chess game. Yes. Type of football that we're playing. Yes. Oh, don't drive down the field like position battle, get Stonehouse to freaking crush it to the other end of the field. Defense play pretty well, maybe give up one first down, but then you get the ball back, and then you find a random touchdown here. They give up, you know, just – Yeah. Hope it's, you, it's hope you get pretty. a strip sack and a fumble or a tip yeah. pass and an interception to set up a short field. Like, you're right. It's just a, it's just a slow, methodical chess match, which we've – like, we know this. We knew this coming into the season. Mm-hmm. But I think when you lose so many players like Traylon Burks, who's so exciting to watch, and you lose Lawan and you lose – Harold Landry, you're just like, uh, okay. I mean, I know we have a next man up mentality, and Brable's really good at instilling that in his players and in his team, and like, that's why I know we're not going to be a, you know, below too far below 500 team. We're probably have a winning record, but I just know every game is going to be this grinded out game, and maybe we'll be more excited later in the season. Um, I just think right now it's hard to really get too too far you don't want to get too too much ahead of your skis even though we are three and two should be four and one that's the crazy thing we feel this way and the titans should be four and one yep we also i mean again this is another stat that we read about the commanders game was the wide receiver separation uh was not a single wide receiver on the team including tight ends and running backs all that had even hit the nfl average for that week not a single player even hit the average for every wide receiver in the NFL that week. Like, they were so far below. They did zero separation from anybody. Jeez. So what, that's know, also a big point where it's like, there's no one to throw to. There's a name Robert Woods is our only guy. That's yeah. it. We haven't even talked about Kyle Phillips in forever. Yeah. He's, he, about, he dropped those two punts, and yeah. we never heard it from him again. I mean. Here's, here's my number one thing about this game. Give me something – to come out of this game with that I, we can get excited about, that we can hang our hat on as, like, the identity of this can, team. Is that okay if it's Derrick Henry? If it's Derrick Henry rushing for 150-plus yards, okay. and it's like this is just who we're going to be and we're going to focus, we're just going to put everything we have into this, okay. we get it, But we have to see improvement from the O-line to do that. 
But we got to see, honestly, improvement from Derek to do that. I mean, Derek's not been the freaking king. You know what I mean? He's been good. He's been a, a very good above average running back. But has he been? I think he's been. I think he's fifth among running backs in terms. But we're of yards used to him being first by a lot. No, I know, and I I think going into the season at least, I felt like this is kind of where he'd be at, finishing well over a thousand yards on the season probably, and then still being a really great running back, but probably not going to be first. I mean, he's about to break a big record. He's about to. Assuming he scores a touchdown this week, he's going to tie. Eddie George's franchise running back record for touchdowns. Um, And then if he scores two, he breaks it. So he's, I mean, he's, I think he's been very good this season. And I think he's only going to get better this season. I'm with you. And he's He's playing with such a bad O-line. If he was playing with a good O-line, he would be, he would be number one running back in the league right now. Yes. I can can get behind that. Yeah. So I think he's absolutely making the most of what he's got. I think Tannehill's right there where he's making the most of what he's got. But there's just not a lot going on. Like there's not a lot of help. There's oh, the supporting cast is bad. It's just yeah. really, really bad. And but I think my point is yes, Derek's been very good. But to get excited about this Titans team, Derek has to be great. Yeah, no, that's fair. Or or good point. Or Robert Woods needs to be the guy. Somebody needs to be the excitement on the team. There's nobody. Well, I I thought it would be Traylon, Traylon Burks, yeah, and he's true. got another three well, games. Yeah, it still can be. He's, yeah, he's still hurt. Um. Yeah, he might be. He honestly, he could be the exciting player, but he's May- just not on the field. Maybe Chigo Conquo has a big game, and all of a sudden we're excited about him. Ooh, him, I would uh, love that. Element of ex- explosion to the field. I would BR, love that. Br Travis Kelsey. Yes, or <laughs> shoot, be awesome. just be like, be awesome. you know, be a poor man's Delaney Walker, and you're still pretty excited. Delaney Walker uh, retired as a Titan. Officially yesterday. retired as a Titan. That's Officially. right. Officially, shout out Delaney Walker. He yeah. was incredible all those years. Yeah. Um, he speaking of not being very excited, he was a a guy that you know you would turn the Titans games on because you know Delaney Walker. Delaney playing. Walker's going like to He's something. a guy who through some really he's dark. He's always days, exciting. Yeah, some really really dark days in Nashville. He uh, you know at least provided a few bright spots. So That's what shout actually out Delaney Walker. Busting with the boys talked about him and his retirement and stuff. And Taylor and Juan was like, man. People don't understand. He's like, that wasn't quite my era exactly. He's like, I overlapped with it a little bit. But he's like, Delaney Walker was, if he wasn't on the Titans, would have been known as one of the best tight ends of all time. He was like one of the, his favorite teammates too. Yeah. And, and I don't I, even want to say like, not like, wasn't on the Titans, sure, but not because it's the Titans, but because we were 3-13 and 13 and 2-14 and 14, like, yeah. because we were terrible. Not because, I mean, you could be, like Derek's going to be one of the best running backs of all time and he's on the Titans, but that's because we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think – I think the point he was making was Delaney really helped the take the Titans to the next step. Agreed. Like without him, it, it would have been a much more brutal process. Um, but yeah, also, and then again, to kind of shout out the ownership in terms of like you know the Amy helped. Amy they basically helped retire Delaney Walker, which is really nice of them to honor him like that. But Chris Johnson came out and said he's like, man, I wish Amy would have been the owner when I was a Titan. Yeah. So People I think love Amy. People love Amy, and that's also that's another bright spot of just the Titans and being like we have we have good ownership right now, and players love how Amy handles everything and honors them. Yeah, yeah. I'm still a little bit salty and jaded towards Delaney Walker because two years ago, do y'all remember when he came out in the media and he was just unnecessarily took a shot at the Titans and the fan base? Remember that? I think I remember that. Yeah. 
I, I heard some, some again, on that bus with the boys thing, Taylor Juan was backing him up. He was like, it's it's if you knew him and how he talks like that's not, he wasn't trying to throw a dig at the Titans. I know, but it just was unnecessary. Why you got to why you got to say why do you got to come out and say I'd be a Hall of Fame NFL tight end if I didn't have to play in Tennessee and you know, he he basically said we have a small fan base and we're not passionate and I I mean, you know, could and then be, he backed it up. He was like true. I didn't mean it that way. I just meant like and I was like, "All right, dude. I mean, We've been disrespected by every other NFL fan and team in the in the league. Why do you, why does one of our own have to dig into that? Yeah, we're trying. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're trying to you know get a following, have a podcast. <laughs> we're trying to get excited. You know what I mean about a run first team with no weapons. But it's hard, Delaney. It's freaking hard. It's hard. We're doing our okay. best over here. Yeah. So. We're not um, doing a very good job because we just talked <laughs> no, we're for not. 20 but minutes about how boring we are. Sometimes you got to vent a little bit about how we are a, a 1980s team <laughs> playing in the 2020s. All right, so to we can kind of wrap this up with uh, final thoughts about the Colts. What is, like, we're going to do predictions. Pettit always doesn't do score predictions. Robert and I will give a score prediction. But – Along with that, I want to go around. What's like one thing you feel like has to happen for us to win? I'm gonna I'm gonna end this on a positive note. All right, been a little bit. Should negative. we Should we let you go last? Then? No, I'll go. I'll go right okay. now. Okay, okay. Right, 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 right. Robert has just sat back up in the chair. Like he's on is, the edge of my seat because I'm, on the edge I'm of getting seat. excited about this. All okay. right, I'm gonna speak You're this back. into existence. <laughs> I gave a little nugget, a little, a little dangle earlier in the pod. A little dangle. Here's the prediction: Chigo Conquo. Two touchdowns. Ooh. Six like catches, it. 85 yards. <laughs> wow. He takes a screen pass. How many targets? 30, nine targets. Okay. All right. Ta- uh, three ten- drops or three uncatchable? <laughs> uh, no, no drops. No drops. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and he's the player of the game. And he's, he's a difference maker coming out of the bye week. He's an athletic tight end. He's a mismatch. And all of a sudden... We have something to get excited about, other than other than uh, Derrick Henry, Henry and Dontrell Hilliard. There we go. <laughs> All right. I love that. Maryland and, Terp coming and, at you. And the Titans win. Um, I'm going to go 24-21. Oh gosh, we can't score over 24 <laughs> we again. Can't score over 24. <laughs> oh, definitely no. We're not scoring over 24. Let's just go ahead and wow. admit that right now. Um, Alec Pierce does kind of go off. Okay. He does have a really big game, and we have a game-winning drive. Uh, we're down seventeen twenty one, and Chigo Conquo uh, fade route for the win. Okay, walk off. All right, interesting. Oh, that makes me so nervous to even <laughs> think about. Pettit, what do you think? What's one thing you feel like has to happen for us to win, or you like giving your like? What do you think is going to happen during the game, even though you don't give a score prediction? Man, again, I I I'm really scared we're going to lose this game by a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm so negative on this that. game. I know. Get out of here with that. I just think Literally their, their offense is, is not that bad, and it just is a matter of when when it's good. Like you know what I mean. Our offense is like just not good. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you think Jonathan Taylor plays and does he have a big game? I don't. I don't. I'm not that worried about the rushing game. Maybe maybe I'm being naive, but I think our our. Rush defense is pretty solid. Are I'm you definitely being, most worried about throwing, like passing yards. Are you being Naheem 
<laughs> I'm being Naheem. Naheem Hines. Uh, <laughs> nice. I, I. This is just hard. I could just see it going any direction, and it's kind of scary. I, I I don't have I don't have anything. Have anything. I don't have anything. That's, That's how scared at. I am about the game. That's where we're at. Um, I'm gonna say we I I predicted a win. On my initial schedule prediction because I had actually said we would lose the first game. Um, thirty to twenty seven. Randy Bullock field goal at the end to win. We're makes tied. it. He makes it. We're we're it's twenty seven twenty seven. He makes it. We win 30-27. For us to win, and for that to be true, I think we need Autry, Simmons, Rashad Weaver. Um, Tart. Tart. Is Dupree playing? Dupree. Yeah. We need all those guys, again, to make Matt Ryan uncomfortable. And he Matt Ryan checked down a lot to the running back the past game. And so he, he might be looking to do that again. So we need to, you know, even prevent that from happening. So that's I think that's the key. That's the huge thing that we need to see. And I mean Autry like changed the game with multiple plays in that last Colts game. So I think that's what we need to see. And uh I just hope that Alec Pierce or Jelani Woods, one of them, doesn't go off. So we'll see. But it could happen. Um so yeah, huge game, massive. And oh how many we, targets does Cody off. Hollister have? Zero. Zero. I hope you're right. I saw him the other day. Thank God that you're right. Really? Where? Like in a Whole Foods? Close. Close. Very close. For his hair. Uh, The severe uh, farmer's market. Mm. I I didn't recognize him, but my roommate did. I bet Cody Hollister lives at farmer's markets. He told me he didn't. He once we got far enough away, he was like, "Hey, those Cody Hollister," and I was like. He's like, I didn't want to tell you earlier because I didn't want you to say anything bad to him. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. You but, wouldn't. Uh, he deserves it. <laughs> I could totally see Cody Hollister buying his own handmade organic soap at farmers markets. And what if Cody I, Hollister scores a game-winning a, touchdown this weekend? Apparently, he's it a Cody, great guy. So again, oh, I'm sure he's a great like guy. Like I said, we said last, it's not his like, fault. Like I said in the last podcast, last episode, I really hope he has a good backup plan for the NFL. <laughs> I mean, he's. Kudos to that man. He's made a lot of money being a great blocking receiver. It's not his fault that we throw the football to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, All right. It's not his fault he's getting in there. <laughs> yeah. So okay, make sure you tune in noon. It's at Nissan Stadium. We got to be loud, and we got to get after it. Just like Jim Irsay said <laughs> when they played at the Colts, you have a chance to. Be a part of the Jim win. the GM. Know. He said something. Like, Jim the GM, but he's not the GM. Um, we're rambling, which is classic. Uh, hope you all enjoyed that. I hope we have, you know, a little bit more juice next. Yeah, week. sorry a for bit the more excited, A little bit more excitement, something to hang our hat on. If we lose, we might come in here and it might just be a a big downer. It probably will be. I will tell you that right now. Spoiler alert. We might win and still be a downer. At this rate, it could be as well. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so that's the Colts uh, preview. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. And we thank y'all. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and